What's going on, everybody? Welcome another episode of Financial Aid on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Ben Wittenstein, and we are talking everything college football today. And do I have picks for you? I was in the lab all week working up these picks, doing the research, looking at the numbers, putting on the thinking cap, putting on the nerd glasses. I'm ready to give out six plays I think I have today that I feel pretty confident about. I got the three-star plays, four-star plays, five-star plays. And those are just my generic plays, just ranked based on how confident I am that those are going to hit. I got a hold-your-nose bet. I, every week I'm going to have a hold-your-nose bet. It's not a pretty bet. It's not a bet you initially think you should make, but you look at the numbers, you look at the facts, you, some, you just have to do it. You have to hold your nose. You have to make the bet. It doesn't feel good, but when it wins, you're going to feel great about yourself. I have a gut pick. This is the first gut pick of the podcast it's uh i really don't have a serious explanation for it but you're just going with your gut you're trusting the number going with your gut and of course the world famous group chat play of the weekend this is the pick that uh, you send your friends in in the betting group chat send whoever's asking you for picks you send this pick it's gonna hit it hit last week oh boy did it hit last week and that was wisconsin minus 37 so we're one to know on the group chat play of the weekend. So let's just get started on some of these picks. You can find me on Twitter at Ben Wittenstein. I'll be posting thoughts, information on some of my picks. And of course, as always, trying to be transparent, you can find the picks to the podcast on a Google Sheets that I will post on Twitter. It's there for every single person to see what I play, how much I play, and how much we're up. Right now, podcast is up four and two on the season. We're up over a unit. So we're just going to try to keep it rolling, folks. Let's keep it going here on Financial Aid. My first pick, three-star pick. Not the most confident, but fairly confident. I like the number. I like the pick. This was at plus one earlier on last week in the look-ahead line for Minnesota and Michigan State. Minnesota was plus one. People weren't really feeling rowing the boat. And then what happened to Michigan State? They got shellacked by Washington on the West Coast in Seattle. And suddenly, everyone loves the Golden Gophers. Minnesota moves all the way to minus one. They get to minus two and a half around Monday and Tuesday. Now, minus three. But I still trust B.J. Fleck. I'm rowing the boat. I'm putting on the maroon and gold. I'm trusting the Minnesota Golden Gophers to get it done on the road in East Lansing against Michigan State. And Michigan State looked terrible, folks. They looked really, really bad. And in the episode on Tuesday, this line was one of the biggest line movers as we went over line movement for this week. And it makes sense. I mean, Michigan State was was horrible. Their secondary, which was a problem going into the season, couldn't handle Washington and Michael Penix. They couldn't handle the passing attack. Peyton Thorne looked pretty decent. Three touchdowns, had a pick. Uh, he had the highest completion percentage that he's had all season long, but that completion percentage is still hovering around 63, 64. I think Minnesota really does get it done on the road. Now, I don't think I would go any higher than three. Three and a half, four, back away. Just admit you didn't get a good line. That's all right. You don't have to make a bet just because you see it. But if it goes over three, back away. Hope it gets down to maybe two and a half. Maybe Michigan State gets some gets some early money. Minnesota minus three is the pick. They're 31st in the country in yards per pass attempt. 8.1 yards per pass attempt. Oh, and you know what Michigan State's bad at? Long passes. Secondary is terrible. Michigan State's in the bottom half of in the nation in yards per pass attempt given up. They're 78th in opponent yards per completion. Their opponents complete 12.1 yards per completion. This is not a good passing defense that Michigan State has. Now, maybe they improve a little bit back at home, back in East Lansing, but Mel Tucker really has an issue on his hands with this defense that's just struggling to stop offenses from moving the ball. 
And Minnesota, with their star running back, Mo Ibrahim, and they've got a pretty decent passing game as well. I'm going to go with Minnesota to, to to put up the points, cover the minus three. I think they get the win. Four-star play. Got two four-star plays for you. A couple, couple games that I'm pretty confident in. One, I'm, I'm a little perplexed, I'll admit. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering why this total for the Mississippi State Bowling Green game has just dropped. It's tanked. It was at 57. Opened around 57. Now it's at 52. Let's take the over. Let's take advantage of the drop. Let's take the over in the Mississippi State Bowling Green game. Over 52 is the number that I'm getting it at right now. 52 and a half. 53 I think is solid. Any Anything more, maybe take take a bit. Maybe, maybe it gets back down. But Mississippi State's been really impressive offensively. Top 50 in points per play in the nation. They can score. We know Mike Leach's offense is really good. Quarterback Will Rogers has been impressive this year. 72% completion percentage uh, in in a rough LSU game. And that's really been the, yeah, the, the low point for Mississippi State this season was that game against LSU. Only 16 points for them. And I think this is maybe why the total dropped just a little bit. People saw how much Mississippi State struggled. But on the other side for Bowling Green, they're 3-0 on the overs this season. All three of their games have gone over. Uh, it's because their defense stinks. Their, their defense is bad. 85th in the nation in defensive points per play. They they just give up a lot of big plays. They give up a lot of points. Um, I, I think Mississippi State's going to have a field day with Bowling Green. Now, maybe they get close to 52, but they probably get in the high 40s. And I think Bowling Green can probably get theirs, get yeah, 10 to 15 points here and there. I, I like Mississippi State and Bowling Green over 52. I, I think these two teams, they're not super defensive-oriented. They really haven't shown anything this season that would make me say, all right, these one of these teams is going to really buckle down, stop the other, limit points. I don't see that happening. So we're going to go over 52. Other game, Oregon minus 6.5. That's going to be in Pullman. I, I don't know what it is, and I, I bet Oregon week one against Georgia like an idiot. Plus 17 and a half. I thought, ooh, I'm getting that hook. Plus 17. This, this should be a no-brainer bet. And then what happened? Ah, well, Georgia just absolutely stomped on the Ducks. And I think people saw that game and they just uh, they stashed the Ducks away. They didn't really think about them anymore. They had a couple of a weak opponents in the next couple of weeks for Oregon. So people didn't really pay too much attention. I think this is a spot that we can really take advantage of the market. Oregon minus six and a half. That line opened around five. It's been bet up to six and a half. I still like it to seven. This really, honestly, I think this should be a line that's about seven and a half on the other side of seven for Oregon. Washington State Wazoo's been impressive. They got that win against Wisconsin on the road at Camp Randall. They look good doing it, too. I was really impressed by what they had to bring to the table. But Oregon, I just think they're undervalued. Dan Lanning, he had a couple of missteps early on against Georgia, but I think he's really trying to kind of finding his finding his footing with this team. Bo Nix has suddenly looked fairly impressive. He looked really good against BYU. And Oregon's offensive line has yet to allow a sack. They have yet to allow a sack. The Ducks' offensive line is one of the best in the nation, and we knew this coming in. And yeah, they, they struggled a little bit against Georgia, but it's Georgia. that That's what Georgia's going to do. So... I'm going to take Oregon with the points, minus six and a half. Lay, lay it. Lay six and a half. Seven is about as high as I would go. I like the Ducks on the road to cover that number. All right, my five-star play of the weekend, which doubles as the group chat 
play of the weekend. So this is the, this is the bet you can send out to your buddy, send out to your friends, send out to your parents, whoever it may be that you're betting with and that you enjoy betting with. This is the bet to put in that group chat. Five-star play, two-unit play. And we're going to go to Clemson, the Clemson-Wake Forest game. This is going to be a really fun game, in my opinion. I think this is going to be one of the best games of the weekend. We're not going to pick a side. We're not going to go with a total. We're going to go with a team total. Clemson team total over 31.5 is the best number that I could find so far. Sometimes the team totals on some sites and, and some books come out a bit later on in the week, so you might get a slightly better number Friday or Saturday morning. But right now, the best I could find, 31.5 for the Clemson team total over. It just seemed, it seemed a little bit low for a Clemson team that's absolutely rolling offensively, averaging 44.5 points a game. DJU, the quarterback, he's been avoiding interceptions. He, he's looked pretty strong. He's looked smart. Pretty respectable, 65% completion percentage. Wake's defense is probably going to be one of the better defense that Clemson faces up until this point. So I think that's why this number is a little bit low. And, and Wake Forest does a great job getting pressure on quarterbacks at times. But Clemson's, Clemson's line has done a, a, a great job at protecting DJU. So... I'm going to trust the line to protect them. I'm going to trust Clemson to move the ball. I think Clemson gets this over 31.5 points against Wake Forest. Maybe we see a 35. Maybe we see a 37-38. But 31 points for Clemson in this game, a game that's gone over a couple times, and Clemson has completely owned Wake Forest in the past decade. I mean, this is a team, as we know, you know, they go to the national championship. They do all this. They have NFL quarterbacks, NFL receivers. So they've absolutely owned Wake Forest in this rivalry, in this matchup in the last decade, and usually it's more than a one-possession game. I think Clemson probably takes care of business yet again. That line's about a one-possession, but I think they take care of business. You can probably hit their spread if you're interested, but I'm going to go team total over 31.5 for Clemson. Five-star play, group chat play, send it all out. Hold your nose, bet. Cover your nose and hold your breath. A little stinky. You don't love making this play. I don't love making this play. I would very rarely make a play on a number this high, but sometimes you have to take the number. Just sometimes. And we're going to go to the Pac-12. USC, Oregon State, over 70 and a half. And really the simple reason here, 70 and a half is a high number. But really the reason here is USC and Oregon State's defenses are terrible. They're gross, nauseating. They they are not good. They do not stop opponents, and offenses have such an easy time moving the ball on them. Oregon State is average to below average at finishing drives defenses, which means offenses are able to finish drives a lot easier, more than the average team. USC is top 15 in the country at that stat, offensively. We know how good this Trojans offense is, and I think they're going to move the ball with ease against Oregon State. On the road in Corvallis. USC blocks Caleb Williams really well. Top 10 in pass blocking. Oregon State struggles to get to the quarterback. They're 116th in their pass rush. Caleb Williams is going to be able to do whatever and whenever he wants to do it. Both teams are 2-1 and one to the over. These are two teams, again, defensively they struggle. Offensively they can put up points. So we've seen them go over in two of their three games, both individually. Last year, this game had 72 points. Oregon State won it. But it got 72 points as the total, and I think we're probably going to see something similar this year with probably USC winning this. But they're going to be scoring in the high 30s or low 40s. Most likely both teams are. 
USC has yet to score under 41 points this season. Oregon State has yet to score under 34. If they just score the lowest amount of points that each of them have scored this season, you have 75. You have the over, easily. And we know how how lethal USC's offense can be. They're fourth in the country in points per play. 0.75 points per play for the USC Trojans. So I think they're going to be able to carry this spread, carry this over almost by themselves. I mean, I, I'm, I would not be shocked if they got over 40 points, if they got over 45 points in this game. And Oregon State's going to get their own because of how bad USC's defense is. So this this is a ripe over. I hate doing it. 70 and a half is such a, such a high number. But you know what you do? You hold your nose, close your eyes, hit the bet, put some money on it. And when it wins, when it goes over, you're going to feel better. You hate to do it. It's a hard number to, to accept as going over, but you have to do it. It's your hold your nose bet. And finally, to finish this out, let's do a gut pick, a little gut check. We go straight from the gut. That's where the truth lies. Go with the gut, not the head on this one. I don't have a lot of descriptors and reasons why I think this pick is going to hit, but it's Baylor plus three, and this number has really moved. I, I, I think Iowa State at one point, this game was about a pick You had some, some offshore sports books had Baylor as a favorite, but the money has really come in on Iowa State. Cyclones 3-0, looking to go 4-0 for the first time in a little bit. They look good, too. I mean, no no disrespect to Iowa. Iowa State looked great in that Iowa-Iowa State game in Iowa City. And Iowa, Iowa State has, has looked competent offensively. Their defense has looked really good. And, and then on the other side, for Baylor, I mean, I think they're still trying to figure out who they are. Still trying to to kind of see what they can be. But three is, that's a high number. That's a field goal. That's a field goal favor for Iowa State. I, I don't I don't know if Iowa State can do that. I would probably sprinkle a little bit on the Baylor money line as well. But I, I do like Baylor plus three. That's more of a gut pick. It makes sense. Trying to maybe just play a number more than a team. But Baylor plus three is, is a play for me. That's going with the gut. It's going with the gut, not the head. We're going to have a gut play every week probably. Because there's just some bets you look at and you're like, I I can't explain it, but I feel like this bet's going to win. I feel like this bet's going to hit. That's Baylor plus three for me today. So looking back at our picks for the week, our three-star play, Minnesota minus three against Michigan State on the road. Four-star plays, Mississippi State Bowling Green over 52. Oregon minus six and a half at Washington State. And our five-star group chat, play of the day, Clemson team total over 31 and a half. Hold your nose bet, USC, Oregon State, over 70 and a half. And a gut pick, play of the week, Baylor plus three. Bears need to come through for me for this one. Because if I can't trust my gut, you know, what's the point of, of sports betting? Because that's half the fun of doing it that way. Hopefully the stats work out and everything for these other picks. But you really feel good when that gut play hits. Because it means you're kind of understanding everything going on. So those are the picks for the weekend. Good luck to everybody. Let me know how you do. I'd love to hear from you. You can tweet at me, at Ben Wittenstein. Uh, I would love to see your picks. Love to see what you think. Fade me, follow me, whatever you're going to do. Would love to hear from you either way. At Ben Wittenstein on Twitter. Good luck, and I'll talk to you all next week.